When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, I have to sneeze. Perfect. Please do directly into the microphone. COVID doesn't exist anymore, so you're good. The feds want to eliminate all the guidelines next week. Federally, all the mandates, they want to lift them next week. There's still mandates going on? Well, yeah. It's. Are you kidding me? Like what? What's still going on? There's a, there's a bunch of them. But, dude, our president's 96 years old. He doesn't know what's going on anymore. Did you see that one meme that said in in 80 years or something? Or think in 80 years. No, I'm going to butcher this meme now. Wow, it's doing it. great. I know, right? I'm killing it. Because I'm trying to frame it up and not stutter like Joe Biden through the actual meme itself. But it says something like, can you imagine our president in 80 years is watching Coco Melon right now? And the caption was, newsflash for you. Our president right now is watching Coco Melon right now. <laughs> it's so sad. It really is. I mean, politics aside... It's just very sad. You can see somebody diminishing quickly before your eyes, and no one wants to see that regardless of what side you're on. Yeah, but we also should have, like, normal human beings that want to be the president of the United States. Nobody wants that job anymore, and we're just picking bottom of the barrel. I mean, if you if you took an oil tank, blew a hole in the side of it, and you started, like— trying to spoon out the very bottom of the oil tank and it's nothing just but like nasty sediment and grossness that's yeah. those are our candidates that's where they're coming from the bottom of an old oil tank probably in someone's basement like it's just so repulsive the human beings that we have running for president that's the best we have as a country are you serious well because one you're under incentivizing people from actually going because their public life is going to be destroyed and two you've made it such a profitable business to get into being in politics that you're getting people that one have a terrible past and two are only doing things for the money so it's just it's a system designed for failure right now yeah it's disgusting i just i don't know hopefully it changes but anyway to our sponsors <sighs> go ahead dive in because i gotta pull up to use this fact Eddie, thank you so much for your logo right here. Queen City Creative Works is an Etsy shop on steroids. They can basically create whatever you want, whenever you want, and uh, you're just going to love them for it. We got coasters, which Mike is using right now for the little dapper do. Uh, that is made by Queen City Creative Works. We have a bottle opener uh, somewhere in this as well that is made by Queen City Creative Works. And the table that we're using right now is also made by Queen City Creative Works. They can do lasers. They can do... Um, 
shirt printing. They can basically do whatever you want. Just shoot them a message or go to their website, queencitycreativeworks.com, and let them know your boy sent you. And if you are on their website, you can go to the Buffalo Happy Hour tab and buy some of these Buffalo Happy Hour merch. Like I said, coasters, bottle openers, and water bottles. That's what we got for you. You put up that useless fact, bud? Yeah, I have a couple, and then I kind of wanted to dive into your thoughts on a topic. How Big Farm is destroying our country as well? Because we can talk about that, too. There's a great Joe Rogan episode where they just talked about that. No. It has nothing to do with Big Pharma. That'll be maybe next week, because Big Pharma sucks, dude. We know that. That's commonplace. We all know Big Pharma's trash. I don't think we do, though. How do you not know that? Because you're jabbing yourself with boosters time and time again. How do you think you, you can't keep doing that and saying Big Pharma sucks because that's just redundant? I didn't get a booster. Well, me either. Yeah, right. We're the outliers, though, fam. Useless fact. Nailed it. Childhood amnesia is the inability of adults to recall memories before the age of two to four years old. Do you have any memories before four? No, just from what I saw in video. Like, my dad was super into video uh, taping me when it was, like, my first, second, third, fourth birthday. So the only memories that I have are created ones based off what I saw through video. I have memories from when I was five. I have memories from before five as well. My One of my very first memories is my parents in a massive argument before they got divorced and they got divorced when I was two. Um, I remember the first time I had scalp potatoes and that's weird. It burnt. Well, it's so they say that therapists say that if you're a child and you have memories from before five, it was only traumatic. Like only that the, makes sense. yeah, only the traumatic ones stuck. Right. Yeah. So I remember, um, I remember the first time I had scalp potatoes at the table where I sat at the table in the house that I was in. It was the same house that my parents basically got split up in. Um, so the scalloped potatoes were traumatic or the experience was traumatic? The the experience of eating the scalloped potatoes and burning my mouth oh, really okay. bad when I was young. I got you. Um, my first home run in backyard baseball. I remember that. Clear as day. And I re- How old was that, though? I, it was the same house. So like two, three years old. Two. I swung a bat. And the ball went over the fence. It was my first home run. And I was telling my dad that story. And he's like, how do you how do you remember? I was like, yeah, I remember that. I remember t- uh, the Disney tents that we had growing up. Like, all these different things. And he's just like, "I, okay. Like, it was fascinating. Because, I, yeah, I mean, there was, like, massive uh, things that happened in that house. And I'm just like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then there was a family video from Christmas that we watched. And it was, I was five. Um, I, th- I believe it was recorded in 97 and the whole family was in the basement. Everyone was smoking. And then I was being held by my mom and I was watching the video. And then I said, Oh, I remember this. And I said, yeah, um, I reach for her hair. I'm like, ready. I'm, I'm about to reach for her hair. And then I literally like pulled up and tugged at her hair and it was caught on, on video. And then everyone's looking at me like I was weird. And I was like, no, I remember this whole party. I remember everything about this. Like, Grandpa stood over there, and he was smoking a cigar the entire time. And then they panned over, and there's my grandpa, and he's at that exact spot smoking a stogie. Did you see this video before, possibly? I didn't didn't know the video was recorded. I had no idea that that party was recorded until the – so my grandpa passed away, and – the the whole family was like, yeah, we found a an old VHS of like a family party from way back in the day. Like 
we we can all watch it this year. And we're while we were watching it, I'm like, I vividly remember this party vividly. Yeah. Now there was it was at my aunt's house, and at my aunt's house she had. Bro, I'm talking ragers, like family ragers all the time. Because she had a finished basement, finished bar. Sure. It was a big thing. It was Kelly's Pub. And um, not not the famous Kelly's Pub from Orchard Park. And if, if you know that Kelly's Pub, then uh, you're, uh, I don't know, privileged, I guess. Because Kelly's Pub was Jim Kelly's house in his basement. Hmm. So over there on Hillsborough. Anyways. But everybody smoked in the family. So, um there was yeah, and then it was kind of the same setup every time. Like she had a fireplace in the corner, and then she had her like folding tables before we smashed them as Bills fans. And then that's where all the food went. So like birthday cakes, all the pizza and wings, like just buckets and sheets when they used to be like thirty bucks. Good times, you know. Oh, yeah. And then um, and then I was telling my dad, I'm like, that's a scary room. I hated going in that room, and it was her laundry area that was walled off. And I was like, it was always dark in there, and I was terrified to go inside that room. Terrified, because I didn't know what was kind of like around the corner. I thought it was haunted. Yeah. So it, um, but yeah, I I was calling out those details. See, the thing with me is we, we recorded so much. My dad just gave me um, a CD because my sister had a <clears throat> my sister had a, a baby a couple or a year and a half ago. Kids a stud. Um, yeah, he is. He's absolutely gorgeous. But we watched Jill's baby videos when uh, why it was born because it was kind of like a cool thing like you're you're gonna be experiencing the same thing with your kid now let's watch how your mom and I did it with you so my dad just gave me a tape of mine in preparation for uh, when Gene and I have a kid so I didn't watch it yet but my dad recorded everything and we would watch family videos actually quite frequently growing up so for me I'm not sure if I have those memories organically or if I did previously prior to watching these videos, but I have a lot of childhood memories. I just can't decipher which are organic or which are kind of re thought of because of these videos. So I'm just not sure. Would you ever do the therapy that unlocks all of those memories? I'm talking like the, um, kind of like what the hell did, um, all the vets do it now. And it's like there's an FDA approved version, yeah, ayahuasca, and then the other one is like down in Mexico that's not FDA approved. You know, it's it's the same thing, but whatever. So, would you ever do that? Um, Because they have like ayahuasca's, like I'm just gonna kind of verb it, right? They have versions of that, but it's legitimate therapy, and they unlock different memories that you have that you just kind of bury when it comes into like survival mode. So these things happen to you as a kid, you bury them and suppress them, completely forget that it even ever happened. You just like remove it from your memory and then you just move on with your life. And there's a lot of people that went through a ton of childhood trauma that go through that therapy and it unlocks all of those memories, not in a bad way, but they, they're like, oh my God, I forgot about that that even happened. Then they acknowledge that it did happen and they work through it. Hmm. And then they, like, after working through it, they can then go back and they're like, I, you know, I'm the way I am because of A, B, and C. I work through it. I'm at peace with it. Um, you know, I can either say I'm sorry or what's the word, like reconciliation or whatever, and then they can move on. So would you ever do that or no? Would that, like, scare the bejesus out of you? No, it wouldn't scare me. I just... 
<clears throat> I feel like in situations like that, your body is suppressing these for a reason. Like your mind's suppressing these for a reason. So why would I want to just open up those can of worms for, I don't know, research purposes? It's like doing a 23 and Me, but for your mind. Like that's weird. Like wh- where'd you come from? What what trauma made you who you are now? Like I don't – I mean I, I remember some of the trauma of how I am who I am now. But do I really want to unlock st- – actual suppressed memories like what if something comes up that i don't remember and i was really trying to forget right like i don't remember the first college class we had together you know yeah, i mean that was, yeah, it was traumatic <laughs> so so that kind of leads me into well would you so are, are you an ayahuasca doer in the future i've never done it well yeah, i don't know you're not aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so there's i mean there's a lot of good people that have done it outside of him not saying he's a bad person he's whatever now he is because he's a jet Oh my goodness! I have no issues with Aaron Rodgers no, for the record. No, he's a good dude. So I, I like him now more that he cut his hair. When he was looking homeless, and he's like, oh, "I'm Keanu Reeves or whatever." John Wick. It's like, bro, just cut your hair. You look like you haven't showered in years. <laughs> Did you see the the? Um, I think it was a TikTok or a reel. I don't support TikTok, but I watch an absorbing amount of reels, and they made one where it like it's him getting out of the car. He has long hair, he's wearing jeans and a white wife beater, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, did the Jets just pick up the dude from Con Air? I'm like, that's it. like Nicholas Cage from Con Air yeah. it was amazing, but um, I don't. I I've always said this. I've always said this. I've never had an urge to do drugs. I just they don't appeal to me. I wouldn't do it. The only thing that I'm like, meh, I would do that is if I'm in Hawaii, I would drink mushroom tea and sit on a cliff and then just look out into the ocean. I would You'd do that. You'd probably fall. Nah. <laughs> I'm not that close. You said you sit on a cliff, well, like yeah. Ireland style. D- feet are dangling. Yeah, the cliffs of Mordor or whatever yeah. they're called. I, w- I wouldn't, like, dangle my feet over the edge. I wouldn't anyways because I'm afraid of falling. Right. I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm afraid of falling with, like, no... I skydived, but Isn't I had a parachute. Heights? No, like to me, going up something is, I have a fear of heights. Like I'm gaining elevation. I'm afraid of the literal act of falling. I don't think that that's why people are afraid of heights is because they're gaining elevation. I think people are afraid of heights because when they look down, they're scared of falling. They need to articulate that. <laughs> they need to articulate that because to me, that's a difference. I'm not afraid of going up. I'm just yeah. afraid of falling with no parachute. I got you. So I'm afraid of falling. I'm not afraid of heights. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm afraid, afraid of heights. Of falling. You're afraid of heights. That's because if you fall right now, you're not afraid. That's... But if you're high, aka in heights, you're afraid of falling. <laughs> you're going to make this a real, so I'm not going to swear. But I, to me, there's a distinct difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Anyways, so this brings me to the topic of today. So regarding you said that you would not relive that trauma because it's like a 23 and me. Now, I'm going to pour a drink because this is going to open up a large can of worms. And I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes two episodes because each episode is only 30 minutes. But a part one and part two of this would be interesting. Okay. What are your thoughts? Because I know that you're not necessarily religious, right? Me and you are in the same boat. Mm-hmm. I'm a non-practicing Catholic. I'm not going to church on Sundays. I go to church if somebody's getting married in one or if someone died, and then I'll do the communion thing because I get I did my first communion. I'm not confirmed. I didn't get married in a church. I got married on a cliff in Maine, right? Like, I, we're on the same page. 
What are your thoughts on near-death experiences? Have we had this discussion before? Not to this level, because it's going to... I don't know why, I don't know how, but there was one NDE near-death experience on my YouTube algorithm, and I watched it. Now there's 15. So I started going the down this. Gotcha. They got me. So now I'm going down this small rabbit hole, hearing about different near-death experiences, and at the end of the day, they all say the same thing. Different people unrelated to each other, completely different dates of when they happened, and they're all saying the same thing. So where do you stand on near-death experiences? Well, you have ever had one, or if I believe no, in them? believe in them. I mean, yeah, there's <clears throat> your mind is a crazy thing. So if you have a near-death experience and your life is literally, from what you perceive of it, is about to be over, I can 100% see your mind playing basically a movie of everything that you've done so far, like reliving all the happy moments and kind of guiding you as you go back. So like the way that I view near-death experiences in death in general is like if I die today, I have to go, my soul is going somewhere. And I feel like my soul is going somewhere back through the ages of my life. So if I die today, being 30 years old, I would, my soul would, and my near-death experiences would be going from 30 all the way back to zero. And then I just wake up in the next whatever that is. So that, that's how I view near-death experiences. It's just basically replaying a movie of my life. Do you have an opinion of what happens after you die? I I seriously think that it's just another life. It sounds so... So reincarnation? Yeah. Like, like you immediately just start a new life? Yeah, as a person. Like, I don't, I don't think that you just come back as, like, an ant. Like, next life, I drew, drew the short end of the stick and I get stepped on by a virgin. Like, that's not what I think... <laughs> The next, I don't know. That's just that's not what I think of the the next life. Like you just come back as a pigeon, and you're like that's not what I think is going on. So I think that you come back as a person later on in life. Like so, kind of in short, there's a real possibility that I could have been Abraham Lincoln in a previous. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you die as someone, and then you come back as someone else and that's why you have like deja vu and similar experiences and that's potentially why like i'm an old soul maybe i died in the 1920s and i just came back that's that's kind of how i view things so there's a guy that had a near-death experience and his story collaborated with about six others so i'm i'm like eight Corroborated or collaborated? Corroborated, I guess, is the better so word. So the story matched up with Adolf. Correct. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I it wasn't like, a collab. I thought, yeah, I thought he was collabing with all Yeah, no, like, no, Yo, no. We're dying yeah. together. So it's a, cor- a corroboration, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So this dude drowned when he was in high school. It's like they were just about to graduate and he ended up drowning in a lake. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And. Damn rip. Yeah. Well, he came back to life. Oh, nailed it. So. Explains the whole near-death experience thing. Yeah. I'll explain his story and then how everybody else's was essentially saying the exact same thing. Cheers. Cheers. Lake is deep. He's sinking. He realizes he doesn't have the strength or the air to get to the top. And he's just sinking and he's mentally saying, all I want to do is breathe. I know I'm drowning. All I want to do is breathe. He hears a voice and the voice says, just relax. You need to calm down. You need to just relax. Everything will be okay. Just relax. Like, just go to sleep. And he's like, I can't. All I got to do is swim. And he's arguing with the voice that he's hearing. All of a sudden, he feels a little bit of weeds. Then he feels sand. He's literally at the bottom of the lake, still alive. Okay? He's already tried to, like, gasp for air, and it's all water. So he's just like, this is, but he's not, like, dead. He's not dead. He's still in his physical body. The voice comes back and says, just calm down. Like, just relax. Calm down. And he's super stressed out, and he's like, I can't, like, I got to, now that I reach the bottom, I might be strong enough to just kind of, like, push off the bottom, get to the top and swim, and I'll be okay. Like, all I got to do is breathe. And they're like, just relax. Just let go. It's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. So he finally says, back to the voice, after going back and forth three times, he goes, are you sure I'm going to be okay? And they're like, we promise you're going to be okay. Just let go. And he's like, okay, if you promise, you promise, I promise, just let go. Okay, I'm going to let go. When he says the G for the word go, his soul leaves his body. And now he's looking at his body at the bottom of the lake. And he's like, okay. So now he's not in his body. And he felt like he was sleeping in his body. Right. So he says, go. And it's like he fell asleep. And then the next thing he sees is himself in his own body. And he cares nothing about it. Literally doesn't care at all. Experience no pain, nothing. And then he's in a tunnel. And this is the part that matches the eight others that I, or seven others that I've watched, where they're like, you're in a tunnel. And the tunnel is surrounded by other silhouettes of people. And then I seen a faint light at the end of the tunnel, so I started going towards that light. Now, this is the part of it that lines up with everything you were talking about where you see your story and then your it's your soul reliving the last 30 years and all that. So the individual who had the near death says that when you get to the light at the end of the tunnel, you're met with essentially it's like a waiting room. And when you're in that waiting room, you're with one other person that's essentially like an angel, for lack of better terms, for sake of conversation. And you're surrounded by what looks like TV screens. And in those TV screens are playing every element of your life up until that point of your current life 
and it explains your entire story. And that's when you realize from that point on, like, okay, that's why I'm the way I am. I responded this way. I responded that way. So if anyone's ever been to a medium and you talk to someone who's passed, they always say, I felt no pain when I passed because they don't. It's you separate from your body. You don't feel anything at all. And then I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything that I did. I'm sorry for all the things that I made you experience. And it's because when you're there, you see every single thing of your life. And then when you pass through and you accept the light and when you pass through, it purifies your soul. It purifies you and it explains everything. It explains how we're literally like the, the physical being and body that we're in is essentially just a vehicle to experience space and time. When that vehicle no longer runs and works, we leave it and we're no longer a part of space and time and we're back to home because then our soul just goes back to where it came from, which is the overbeing thing. And this does happen, right? And now they've scientifically proven that when you die, you glow because when you leave the human body, you literally create photons that glow. So if you see anybody die in your arms, they look like they're glowing. It's because they're literally leaving their body and the cells are all dying because the soul's leaving the physical being and then nothing's left except just dead cells. Mm -hmm. So the cells are essentially emitting light and that is when your soul's leaving the body, which then backs up the... The, the famous movie of, what is it, like 2.4 ounces or whatever, where it's like that's how much a soul weighs, and every single time somebody dies, they weigh, um, they'll weigh like 180 pounds, and then when they die, they'll weigh like 179 point whatever the math is because they lost their actual weight of their soul. So, and that's, it's a, it's a famous movie, whatever the actual weight of the soul is. So then when you go through that light and then you rid yourself of all impurities – Everything then makes sense because then you're like, okay, I went through that screening room, essentially, and I see all of my past lives. And then there, there's like, then, then you're there. And then if you can't go through that light for whatever reason, then you're stuck in that tunnel, which is why you're seeing all the silhouettes. So the tunnel is essentially the, you know, the, the pathway to, in religious terms, the pathway to heaven and then you're essentially in purgatory. And one of the other guys who's a famous, uh, he wrote a book called Life After Death. So whatever the author's name is, he was an atheist. He had a near-death near experience. He goes, even Hitler's in heaven because he went, he accepted the light. He finally accepted the light and then went through and got rid of all the, imp like, all the imperfections and impurities. And he... he essentially, his soul was cleansed and then he was in heaven. So like, it's it's possible for everybody. So then what happens when you're in heaven? You're, you're, just, you're just Mike Kelly in heaven? So essentially, no. Essentially, you're, it's just your soul. 
and there's no there's no one has an organ in heaven according to the this um the guy that wrote the book life after death nobody has organs in heaven nobody experiences pain because you don't have any organs so there's nothing to go bad or go wrong and you're just it's your it's your soul that your soul can go from being to being to being so you can be in a previous life, a woman, then a man, then a woman again, then a man again. Like you can go back and forth. And then at the end, it all makes sense where like in a past life, I'm fairly convinced I was a woman at some point. There is no shot. I'm not. I clean too much. <laughs> I'm way too hormonal. I love cuddling, right? Like all of those things. And now in this life, it there's elements after hearing some of that stuff, like there's elements where I'm like, that kind of checks out. Like I've, it's always been easier for me to make friends with girls than it is with guys. And I always said, but don't you feel like that's your growth? That's your upbringing, not necessarily so a previous life. That's what I always said. I yeah. always said it's because I spent more time with my sister and mom than I did with my dad. Which is and true. It is true. There, there, I'm sure it's both. I'm sure it's a mixture of both. There's probably an element of me being a woman in a past life but then also my upbringing now where I was just surrounded by women. Like I was always like girls night, like what's going on for girls night? What are we doing? And I was just a part of the conversations. I understood what the gossip was about. Like it's like the term spill the tea was always nonsense to me because I was always inside the pot, you know? So I, that's just how it was, man. That's just how it was growing up. So I don't know. Like there's, but hearing these stories Every single person says the same thing. The tunnel, the screening room, the white light, the the physical leaving the body, it's all the same. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question that I don't mean to be a joke. Like This isn't a joke, but before TVs were a thing, what was the screening room? That's what I'm poking holes in right now is you go to the screening room and it's a TV of your life. TVs weren't invented back then. So what was this whole screening room? You know what I'm saying? On Earth, they weren't a thing for a certain year, right? Yeah, like before... God created everything. If you're religious, yeah. If you're... And again, this is what we said before. Religion takes over when science can't answer it. But I'm not religious, so what is it and before neither, then? And neither am I, but that's... You kind of... You're more than me, though. I'm more than you, yes. But that's... At the end of the day... That's what humans do to rationalize things. Where science can't answer this specific question, religion takes over and answers it. So, I mean, now James Webb is basically debunking the Big Bang, which is, like, redonkulous to think about, <laughs> right? Like, hold on. So we spent, like, a couple bill and then threw some glass up in space. Yeah. And all these panels <laughs> are just like, well, I can see back in time. So, you know, indo facto, Big Bang is horse manure like <laughs> what it's just debunking everything yeah so so this whole concept of going through a tunnel and seeing the light that's obviously been commercialized and productionalized in different movies and stuff like that yeah do you think that somebody had a near-death experience and told somebody about this light in the tunnel or do you think that people now are correlating a light in the tunnel because they've seen it so much i mean the guy that the guy wrote a book on it and his book was a precipice for a lot of different things. And I would not be surprised if it was a catalyst for different movies and shows and things like that because it really did, like, his book checked a lot of boxes. He's an atheist, um, never believed in the afterlife at all, and then had a near-death experience. And the nurse that found him, because he, uh, he was in, like, 
basically Roswell care, like that type of deal, his nurse uh, realized because he was on the floor and he was slowly coming back into his body, which they've all also said is the worst experience ever coming back home coming back into your physical body leaving it is amazing going back into it is horrendous yeah it's horrendous (laughs) but the last thing he said when he was in the light like he was dead and he was you know not in his body he was saying i love my life and then as he was re-entering his body he was saying that to the ones that he was leaving way up in the light and the nurse that was taking care of him specifically said I seen your mouth moving and I didn't know what was going on because she didn't know that he died so she put her ear to his lips and all she heard was him saying I love my life I love my life Mm. and that's all he was saying and then when he came back a previous atheist is now praying every single day and he's like guys this is like it's real there's there's life after death, and this isn't the end of it. So you said when he was down in the water, and he kept the the, the voice was is, saying. Now this is yeah, a separate I guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So in all these stories, it was was it the same where someone was talking to them to just let go? Was that part the same or no? There's not everybody having that same conversation, but somebody, something, slash somebody appears, and then basically. Helps you in that process of leaving your body initially. So do you think that people that have died and have not come back are just too stubborn to let go and that's why they haven't come back? Or what do you... So what then separates somebody from having a near-death experience than actually dying? For me, it's... The, the religious side of me says it's not their time. And then they come back. The other side of me thinks it's because they were told to come back, which is still, I guess, slightly, I mean, there's only a religious side of me that responds to this. Which I hate that answer. I know, but it's reality. The one it's side... not reality, because it's not proven. <sighs> However, there's a lot of... There's... Every near-death experienced survivor says the same thing. Like, I'm back here to state my message. Like, my life wasn't over with. It was too early for me to go through that. And I was told to go back. Like, they, they forced me out. There was the guy that did drown. They basically kicked him out. And they're like, it's not your time. Like, you're going back. How cruel, then, to have somebody it actually be their time. Like, a three-year-old kid that dies. It's yeah, like, yeah, but- that's your time. You only get three years here. That's why I call bullshit on that whole analogy. Because it's like, how can you tell this kid that only three years and that was his time? That's crazy to me. Or that's his time for that life, and then he comes back as something else. And then that that wasn't his final life. How many lives do you get? Good question. Like, to me, I don't I don't know what it is, but I've never been afraid of dying. You know how, like, you have friends that are just, like, unbelievably terrified, or siblings, they're just terrified of dying? Yeah. As soon as I was told when I was a kid, it's inevitable, it's going to happen, you can't do anything about it, you will die. I stopped caring about it. Like, yeah. I would stop being afraid of it. But, like, there's something to be, like, I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of dying. Like, if it happens, it happens. But I I don't want it to happen soon because I feel like I have so much more 
left to live. Yeah, like that's, I mean, we got a lot of things to record before you Yeah, leave. right? That, we got a backlog, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> watch when this comes out. I'm no longer here. That's really depressing. Yo, chill. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, like, I, I'm, I'm not scared. It's just there's just so much more. So that kind of would come off as being scared, but it's not. It's just like, bro, like, I don't want to leave right now because I got I got a party next weekend. Like, your diaper party's coming up. Like, I got stuff to do. I'm busy. We're backlogged for a while. We got a lot of stuff to record. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just know it's going to be yeah. in 50 years. Like, it really, it's going to be. 50 years from this day? Plus. Oh, plus. Okay. So 50 plus years from this so day. So you're 80 plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm living past 80. I know that. Okay. I just know that. I don't know why. I just know that. You know how some moms know when their son's going to get drafted in the NFL at what pick? Because that, that happened in 2023. It's a lucky like, guess. I just, I know I'm living past 80. So this is a really interesting discussion, but we're going to put this on hold and resume it next week because I also want to ask you a very specific question that I asked people today while I was working. Which is no regrets, and I want you to think about this while we transition through the next two seconds to the next episode. But <laughs> no regrets because you and I both don't regret much in life. At Not all. at all. We like our life is our life. Yeah. But if you had the chance to go back to a specific time, knowing what you know now, when would you go back to? And you'll hear that next week where we have a whole discussion on that because it's it's super fascinating to me, and I had a lot of time to think about it. So we will resume the conversation next week. Thank you, everybody, for joining. If you have a topic or if you have any input on today's episode, being the entire discussion around what happens after you die, because this is something that cannot be proven, regardless of how much Mike wants to say that it's religious, it's not because it's not proven. So what do you think happens after you die? Have you had a near-death experience? We want to know. Who has had these experiences? Because obviously we want to relate with you guys. So let us know down in the comments below. Please make sure to subscribe, like, and comment on today's episode. And if you are drinking with us throughout today's episode, we always recommend to drink responsibly, be a good person. And Michael. Do not let her. We're out. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.